1: With you folks on this 225th podcast, and with me as always is my friend and co-host Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on with you?
2: Good morning, Doug. I am doing pretty well this morning. Yeah. Um, Christmas season is here, so we're in the full swing of all of that right now.
1: So actually, as you're listening to this podcast, Christmas has already come, and we hope you had a great one. And uh, but, uh, so how is your gift shopping coming along? Pretty
2: well, um, I'm one of those people that shops pretty much till Christmas day. So um, quite honestly, I still, I know I, it's not that I have any shopping that needs to be done, I'm sure I will get something for someone before Christmas day though,
1: so. Yeah. Yeah, well doing a mommy
2: date tonight. I, I'm trying willing. to figure
1: out what in the world is going on with Emmy finding her gifts. I mean, we you're gonna have to build a shed to hide your Christmas gifts from Emmy. That's all there is to it. Uh
2: well she's she's of all my children, she's definitely the most of the um
1: Wow
2: Miss Miss Snooper. Um,
1: she is a Snoopy girl, stuff. isn't she? Maybe we can call her <laughs> Snoopy you know uh, i don't know man but emmy's great and uh she's finding gifts so uh so you had a great weekend had a great week so what what do you uh uh what's next on your christmas get-togethers your christmas handouts what's what's coming up next for you
2: well i um (coughs) excuse me had a frog hit my throat um i'm hoping today to take caleb out for his mommy date so he's pretty excited Sam has put in dibs for a mommy date tomorrow, so currently that's um, for this week. I think I have a sister coming into town, so Emmy's all excited to see her cousin that she adores, um, treats like she's a baby, even though she's not a baby anymore, so, um, but that's, yeah, for this week, that's about on the calendar.
1: Wow, wow. Well, amen. Here we are, and so we're plus in-
2: practicing. What's that? I said plus practicing music for a Christmas concert at yeah. church or Christmas program. And we still have so.
1: some songs that you have that we're not done with that you and I are working on. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Namely, the most important one, known as the Emmeline song, and uh, so we need to we need to give that song legs in two thousand twenty-one. I yeah. Yeah, we're kind of dragging our feet on the Emmeline song. I just want to point that out. You know, there's no judgment. <laughs> I just want uh-uh. to point out that there's feet dragging yeah. going on on the Emmeline song. And uh-huh. and people here on Helpful Wounded Spirits, they want to know. They want to know what's going on with the Emmeline song.
2: Uh-huh. You,
1: you know, and so I just want to point that out, that people are ready for the Emmeline song. And I'm ready. And, point uh,
2: given point given um music has been given to the song and it has been debuted it's just um you know yeah. life's been throwing other curveballs
1: you know life can been. stink sometimes but you know we're, we're only passing through we're only pilgrims we're uh we're going to the other side you know what i'm saying it's it's gonna be all right Um uh, but hey can i tell you something my friend i am uh uh, I am pretty excited about Psalm 35. We finished the first half of it or up to verse number 15, and there's a lot going on. You know, David's still dealing with Saul and the craziness and all those different things going on. He, he starts off that uh, Psalm looking for, protect, looking for protection, looking for rewards from the Lord. And, and now we find ourselves going into 16 or going into a place, I think, where he's looking for vindication. And who better to get vindication from than the Lord? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so it says, with hypothetical, hypocritical, I'm all right, mockers, M-O-C-K-E-R-S, people who mock you in feast, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long will thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions. My darling uh, from from the lions, I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me, neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eye have seen it. This thou hast seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Stir up thyself, and awake my judgment, and even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, we would, we have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them not be ashamed and brought to confusion together, that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad in that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which have pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and thy praise all the day long. Isn't that pretty good? Uh talking about yes. he's you know, he's he's urging God to prevent his foes from getting to him. I mean there's a lot going on here. He's he's uh he's asking God not to be silent. I mean I think I think I've prayed prayers like this Stephanie. I mean what's what's sticking out to you that we just read in Psalm thirty five wrapping it up I think
2: it's a psalm that every Christian who is seeking God's face right now should be praying. Yeah. Um, it's a powerful, powerful psalm. Um and again, this is this is what spiritual warfare is all about. Yeah. It's going to God and saying, God, would you show yourself mighty and strong against this wickedness because um we can't do it and um as we fight our spiritual battles, which are seem to be, um, at least for me, seem to be in high number right now. Yeah. Um, and David obviously knew what spiritual warfare was all about. He dealt with it um, every day of his life, which every Christian who's seeking to walk with God does deal with spiritual warfare every day of your life. If you're not dealing with spiritual warfare, um,
1: you're not serving God the right way.
2: I, like I was that. gonna say there might be something there might be something askew there. Um, so I I see David here. You know when you're in that position where you know that you have um, sought God's face, you've humbled yourself before Him. Um, you you you're in communion with Him, so to speak. As far as there's no sin there, um, you've dealt with anything in your life that you think would be displeasing or that God has shown you is displeasing to him. Then you come before God. And as David started out in Psalm 35, plead my cause, O Lord with them that strive against me, fight against them that fight against me. And where you, you go to God as your advocate, as your just judge. Yeah. Um, and ask him, I mean, this is inspired. This is the inspired word of God. It is. And David, um, under inspiration, wrote these verses. And wow, this psalm is powerful and needs to be being cried out right now across our country by Christians seeking God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot. I I mean, I don't know. And we could go back to a situation that, you know, I can share with you folks. And Stephanie's well aware of it. So, This evangelist calls a supporting pastor and tells him he overheard something at a table. Nobody calls the table they were at. Nobody calls the pastor where they overheard things. Nobody checks into things. And their supporting pastor, you know, calls somebody. And before you know it, all these lies and hearsays and cases that are outside of Matthew 18 were worked up against me. And, and I guess, Stephanie, you know, as I look at what David's doing here, it's so easy for that to happen when people aren't in God's will. It's yeah. so easy to shoot at people. It's so easy to be shot at. But, but God has given us a requirement, I think, as we go through this. And, you know, those hypocritical markers. And uh, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. And that's what they do. I just went through it. Lord, how long will thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction. It's killing me. And I I think David's saying, you know, we all want a God that we can dial up right away and say, God, now. And uh, but God doesn't have that for us here on earth, Stephanie. And I mean, how does it make you feel um, or how should it make us feel that we we have a great God that knows everything throughout all time, but we don't have a God that is a bodyguard or protection for us. I mean, how how are you walking away with that?
2: Well, I think God is our bodyguard and protection. Um, how he chooses to protect us isn't always, you know, and I think back to Charles, Beth. Um, I was working through this again last night. You know, why why does he choose to make one person bulletproof? Yeah. and let another person be filled with bullets. I don't know. Yeah, me. But David is David is crying out here saying God would you plead my cause. And the rest of the chapter is detailed of how he asks God to do that. And if this was not inspired word of God, I would kind of shake my head at it and go, that's a little whacked out. That's a little far out there. That's That's fleshly. That's unloving. That's whatever. Yeah. But this is the inspired word of God. Mm. And David wasn't crying this out of a heart of revenge, out of a sinful heart. Otherwise, God would not have put it as inspired word of God he wouldn't have put his blessing on it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: But I I think the bottom line is when he, I think what it comes down to with these evil people that David is asking God to deal with, it comes down to these people have no fear of God. The people that David is asking God to deal with, there is no fear of God. And that's the bottom line. When you're facing the wicked who are full of deceit, Um, they're full of, um, in verse 20, David said, for they speak not peace, for they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in in the land. In other words, these people are going after, (laughs) if I can use the New Testament term, those who are seeking to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That's who these wicked people are going after. They devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land that yea, they opened their mouth wide against me. And Mm. in verse 22, David says, This thou hast seen, O Lord, O Jehovah, keep not silence, be not far from me, stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. And when you deal with people who have no fear of God, who have no moral compass who have no respect for even who God is and whether they call themselves Christian, they can call themselves anything they want. It means absolutely nothing. Your actions speak louder than your words. And if your actions do not back up your words of saying you're a Christian or whatever, they're completely empty. Even the world knows that. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, we're learning calling yourself a specific party means absolutely nothing. Um, It's what your actions, it's what you believe, it's what you do that says who you are. Mm -hmm. And so um, David here is crying out from a life that has been dedicated to God with words that are filled with dependence on God. He is crying out. And the kids and I were reading, um, I believe it was Psalm 55. Uh, I'm trying to see if I've got that right. Yeah, Psalm 55 the other night. And David said in verse 16, he said, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me evening and morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice.
1: Mm, That's good.
2: And that's the solution is crying aloud. You know, I mean, get a little Pentecostal. Cry out. It's okay to talk out loud to God. It's okay to verbalize. It's okay to cry
1: out. And we talked about that. Uh-huh. I think in Psalm 22 that you know if yeah. you're not hearing answers, cry out. And, yeah. uh, and 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 it's okay to cry to God. I mean, who else are you gonna cry to? Who else you? Exactly. Who else are we gonna go to? I mean, there, yeah. There's no Christian uh, organization for people who've been screwed over that you can go to and and you know get some type of right done to a wrong. I mean. Judge me, O Lord, it says in verse 24, it says, judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness and let them not rejoice over me. So sometimes we want to say, God, judge me because of your righteousness, because, you know, we're all goofed up, but let's face it, disproportionately, people can screw us over. Uh Stephanie. And that's just the reality of it. So there's people yeah. listening to me right now that have been messed over by idiots, by people who call themselves pastors, by things of that. You know, there's people out there that are so messed up because they've been in uh, churches of Christian abuse and dictators and things of that nature. And uh, and here we are in God's word. And, and And David's just saying, God, I need your help to get through this. I, you know, yeah. I want you to get me through. You saw this, Lord. I can't have you silent. I need you to go through this, and and then I think that you know probably the last verses there, starting in nineteen, uh, let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. And I mean, it, it's going on, and he's he's literally saying, I need your vindication, Lord. I need you to vindicate me. And and don't you think that people need that?
2: Yes, and. Um, I know I've I know I've told you this, um, but Ch- Charles had had some horrific accusations, yeah thrown at him by people that should have yeah. loved and appreciated him the most. And they had accused him of blasphemous level stuff. and he had given it to God and the lord had given us philippians 2 as our passage that we made our rock of we're going to let this mind be in us which was in christ jesus and if he could make himself of no reputation then we can be made of no reputation and it's up to god and then god allowed charles to be martyred
1: yeah
2: and I, I'll never forget when when Dad when my Dad told me you know it's on the news and I was still staggering and I'm like how in the world is it in the news? I barely have have you know come, hit ground after realizing everything that had happened and and then as we came back to the states and just being overwhelmed with the fact that God vindicated my husband yeah. and. God gave him vindication in his death, which seems very odd, but in his death, people who never even knew what his that the accusation, but the people also knew what those accusations were and that had gone along with those things had to come to terms with the fact that the guy that they had hated because he had stood for what was right was the man who was also being honored by God as a martyr. Mm-hmm. And, god vindicated him in his death and his martyrdom and every time i think about that there's a peace that comes of knowing that god did keep his promise that he gave in this chapter yeah no i yeah. In, in a sad way in a way that the kids and i have to live with every day but god did do it and um i did that for david i mean when we read scripture who are the villains and who is the man who stands out as the hero, the hero of faith? It's very clear. We know who the villains are and we know who the one is that stood for God. God vindicated David.
1: Wow. And, but, you know, I think this is all important. I think that God's word is absolutely true and inspired. And uh, I I believe that we go to God for healing and help, but we still have and the thing we we gotta help with here today, Stephanie, is is how these people are sitting. There's people listening to us right now whose guts have been ripped out. They've yeah. been they've been messed over at the highest levels. There's people bad mouthing them. Even as I speak, there's people bad mouthing me. I'm sure. And uh, it's it's lies. And what do you say to somebody besides go to God? I mean, what else?
2: Well, I mean. God gave us psalms for a reason. God gave us this psalm for a reason. God didn't have to put this psalm in the Bible. Why yeah. did God give us these psalms? You know, he gave us his word as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Yeah. And the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of, of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And if that is true, that God's word is that sword, that it is that powerful, then not only can you pray to God out of your own heart, but God gave us these prayers from David. He gave them to us. Pray his word. And, you know, Jesus set an example of praying. And I think Jesus prayed the Psalms. I cannot believe that there were not times... Jesus is the word. He was the word that dwelt among us. And God's word is there for a reason. It's not just there as a good luck charm. It's not just there for us to, um, come use, to come to our certain standards or our convictions. It's there to guide our path when we have been accused. It's there to guide our path when, our feet are, feel like they're cut off from underneath us by those who hate us, by those who have sought to destroy us. Um, you know, it's there when we can't say a word against what's being said against us because there's no grounds for it. You know, lies are great because you don't have to have evidence.
1: Yeah. And, have and, you, and you stand. Find, and, But you find out in life who the knuckleheads are and, yeah. and you know, they fit a certain profile, you know, they're, they're blowhards, yeah. they're, Uh, you know, they're out there doing things without regard to the word of God. And, uh, you know, that's
2: because there is no fear of God. Yeah, That's the bottom line. When you have no fear of God, you lose your moral compass. And, um, when the Lord finally helped me to understand that, it helped me to understand why people that had messed Charles over could do it. Yeah. You know, you can have, you can have a list of great standards or lack thereof. You can have a list of great convictions or lack thereof and have no fear of God. Those things do not determine your fear of God. Your fear of God comes from from his word and from that moral basis of there's a God in heaven that I give an account to. And so I need to be careful You know, we, we, our country was founded on people who had a fear of God, whether or not they were all born again, Christians, they had a fear of God. They, they knew that there was a God in heaven who ruled and they feared him. They wanted to please him. And we have so-called Christians that you've encountered, I've encountered, we're encountering them right now. And I tremble. Because I see no fear of God when you can lie, when you can slander, when you can sow discord. And there is no fear of judgment for that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's right. That's the and bottom I mean, line. There's but, no but fear of God. There's judgment. It's just not coming on this side. And, I, you know, I think, I think this is important. Uh, I, I think everything we do is important. I think this is really important. But I think the understanding coming out of Psalm number 35 is this. The vindication comes from God. The rewards come from God. The help comes from God. And uh, I think we need to understand that no matter who's doing what, and there's evil people out there. I told you I, I worked for an evil pastor after working for a great one for many years. I, I, you know, I know evil people that I've helped. I mean, there's the two people I've helped more in life than any other stabbed me in the back. And so I think what I'm saying to you, friends, is this, if if this is happening to me, who's supposed to be in the ministry, supposed to be around good people, if this happened to me, it's going to happen to you. It's happened to Stephanie. It's happened to Brother Charles before he went to heaven. But here's the neat thing. The neat thing is we have a great God. The good thing is here is we deal with God and we, we got to put aside, you know, these hurts will be with us forever. We can go in battle mode. We can go in war mode, but we're just stuck in this storm. We're never going to get out of the storm. And I, I think that if we're right, and I believe most of you listening to me who are going through trials, I think you're right. Uh, Those I've talked to, I, I know there's you know thousands of you, but those I've spoke with obviously have been hurt and hurt bad. And uh, but we got to look for our vindication from God. We got to look for our victories from God. We got to look for our rewards from God. We. Uh, you know God is <clears throat> God is the answer here and uh I got that frog in South Carolina that uh, Stephanie has out there in Indiana but i I think this I think this Stephanie I think as we close out psalm 35 and we move on uh you know tomorrow to psalm 36 I think the important thing we're also closing out two thousand and twenty the important thing is all in for God I mean don't you think that's where we need to be
2: well, all in for God, and um, I just went to a the pass, passage in 2 Corinthians 10 um, where Paul says in verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Yeah. And, you know, when we're in these kinds of battles, when we're in the kinds of battles that we're in in our nation— That we are, um, Doug, you and I, when we're in the kind of battles where we're fighting flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. We are to walk in the spirit, be led by the spirit. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And we know that the weapons of, Paul says right here, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not fleshly but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, it's, you've experienced this. um, I know I have where, you know, we have, we have ways that we could get vengeance.
1: Yeah.
2: He even legal ways we could take vengeance and God says, no, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And that's why we can go to him as the judge, as David did and cry out to him to work. And, you know, I think sometimes we wonder why our young people have no fear of God. They're not seeing God be made real in their lives because we, as their examples, are not praying and asking God to show himself real. Why aren't we praying and saying, God, deal with this sin so that the young people see that you're real. They can see that this is why we have a fear of God. We've become so soft in the name of love, and it's not love to cover sin. It's not love to condone sin, and I'm not saying cover sin in the sense of forgiving it. I'm saying love in the sense of this misconstrued, you know, it's a perverted form of love that, oh, I can treat you like trash, and you just have to let me do that to you because love covers sin. No, that's not love. That's saying it's okay for sin to be, to go
1: on. And that's not the God we serve. No, it's not. And, and, and you know, this is probably the place where we wrap up this. Cause we're going to get heavier. This in Psalm 36 and we're,
2: yeah,
1: uh, we're a little bit over our time, but it's not love. Uh, <clears throat> it's not love. What kind of love is this? It's not love at all. That's what kind. And we really don't have time to sing you guys a song, but we will next time. Listen, F- we love okay. you. Okay. We love you, folks. We hope you have the most awesome day ever. I want to leave on a high note and say God's got your back. No matter where you are today, slip down on your knees and open your Bible and pray through Psalm 35, pray through Psalm 36, pray through the Psalms, and, and God will give you everything you need. Listen, we love you, folks. Uh, By the time you listen to this, you'll probably be getting ready for the new year and we wish you a happy one up front. But uh, listen, folks, we really do love you. We pray that God will do a great work in your lives. We'll talk to you soon. Listen to every word of this.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus,